0: So, what's going on in the world this
1: week? Not a lot. Not a lot, as usual. No big, big blockbuster moves. It's late August, you know, slow news month and all that. Yeah? Yeah.
0: Really? I think so. It depends what you mean by news, I suppose. It depends depends how how, um, cynical you are and how jaded you've become, Neil. For some people out there, there's a lot of big news going on. They get very excited about it.
1: Yeah, we don't.
0: Yeah, because they lack context.
1: I suppose, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, yeah. It's, it's all exciting. I mean, one thing we want to talk about is that we're a month late to it or three weeks late to it because at the time we're like, couldn't muster the excitement to talk about it, the FBI raid and Trump. Um, more of the same. Well, yeah, because it was more of the same. And because it- the excitement that it did inspire in people who basically are pro-Trump was the... Oh, is this is war. This is going to change everything. And we're like, it's not going to change the damn thing right. because it's more of the same. Right. But Pretty still, much. I think we want to maybe address it because it's ongoing. Um And there's a context of other stuff that's going on that isn't, didn't explode on the news three weeks ago mm-hmm. when the FBI raided his home in mm-hmm. Florida. And, um, and then also to address the excitement that people have about it. I mean, not to, to pick on anyone in particular, but uh, there was one show that uh, we watched. Uh, I saw it anyway. <clears throat> Who? Oh, well, let's say, we'll name it. Uh, Stephen Crowder. Yeah. He's like, you know, normally funny man. He normally makes light of, even though he's clearly taking a side, everyone knows Stephen Crowder is basically pro-Trump, American right conservative, against the whole corruption, all of them, <laughs> the establishment. Um, but when he did a show on it three weeks ago, he's like, "You know, normally the show is funny, but you know this this is a serious serious what just happened is war and it, I, he I mean metaphorically, but also you could see you know him and others were like, okay this is this is civil war this is they've gone too far now. this is unprecedented. yes and no, it is unprecedented to to disrespect someone so badly, I suppose if that's what it was it's a gross Disrespect against a former president. They just, they just don't raid their house, you know, to find out what they do and don't have in mm. their home. Um, and it's unprecedented. And obviously, people are also saying it. I think because part of the excitement is that they're anticipating that Trump will be running in twenty twenty four. Follow the plan. And should he should he
0: actually Trust that's, that's
1: miracle number one, that he runs in twenty twenty four, as far as we're concerned. Miracle number two is that he runs in twenty twenty four and wins. Mm. Again, we're like this just our cynicism puts the kibosh on this from the get go because <sighs> even if the first miracle happens, the second one look at past form people. Do you think he's just he's going to win a free and fair election given mm. what
0: probably happened last time around yeah exactly
1: yeah so um that's why like we roll our eyes to heaven and
0: but (laughs) it's like when i hear people like Stephen crowder talk about this is war and and he's always on about and other people like him like he's representative of a lot of people on the right and stuff like they're gonna like defend the republic and you know we gotta go all in we're doing this for you and we're gonna save democracy and we're gonna you know um we're gonna we're gonna save the save the ship you know what i mean uh and just just as the going to make it, just as a pictorial, uh, a graphic representation of of our perspective, this—if you just throw it up there, Scotty—this is the ship of the American ship estate that that they're trying to save.
1: It's great. It, it, it'll look good in a museum,
0: <laughs> definitely. Um, it's like. You know, it's like we gotta rally around and, and and protect America. You know, because uh, America is a wonderful place. It's fantastic. Everything's you know okay. There's some problems, but America's okay. It's fine. It's the greatest country in the world, in fact. And and it's under attack by these leftist, radical, dem type uh, libtards. And and we gotta, you know, we 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 got, and it's like it's gonna make it right. Yeah. And and I'm, when I hear she, that, she's still, still seaworthy. That's, that's what I see. That's right. what I see. That's right. what I'm. I'm That's a picture that's close to my own heart, but I'm I'm not going up with that. Anyway, um, yeah, so that's kind of where we're coming from, just in case anybody um, is wondering why we're... uh, We are jaded, but for good reason. We're not jaded in the sense that, you know, because that usually means someone who's just, like, gives up... uh, you know because it's like uh, just can't be bothering more they they become hopeless or heartless or, or
1: fatalistic or, or all is predetermined right. we're not you know, you're ultra conspiracy theorists in that respect yeah. there's still stuff to play for people in the world yeah. possibly even some political movements you know right. who knows what twists and turns will come ahead right the point i suppose here we're leaping to our conclusion oops we always do that is they've already captured government from top to bottom in all ways, you get some victories here and there. Certainly, you get some moral victories mm. where CNN or whoever else, New York Times, is so hoisted on their own petard by the sheer conflict of what they yeah. said about this issue over here three Which years ago and a comparable issue here, they flip on a dime. Well, you notice that, and everyone retweets it and go, "You're lying." True, you notice, but that the New York Times is still has influence. Yeah. Well, you, know? you notice
0: that it's not—it's not so much victories, but rather exposure, uh, at least. From from my perspective, the the victories that are that are won, <coughs> like you're describing, that you know may continue to be won, aren't victories in the sense of it's going to change everything and put everything to right for you know for for one side or the other or for everybody. That's ideally, obviously, you'd want to put something everything right for everybody. Uh, and this whole divide and conquer is is is, is part of that problem. Where one mm-hmm. side is fighting against, they have one side has totally different uh, a to- totally different perspective on what uh, what uh, putting everything right means to the other side so they're at they're completely at loggerheads with each other but um for me like i don't know people probably know our perspective anyway it's that you know there is no representative government in that that respect um that that there is a kind of a, a deep state which is you know not a conspiracy theory it's completely rational to suggest that there are people who are unelected and that they don't change with as governments change you know, for four years or five years, whatever it is, um, in any given country. Uh, you can't run a country in that way, where in theory, supposedly, everybody thinks that some new group comes in and they've got totally different ideas from the previous group and they're going to do things totally differently. That doesn't happen. There's obviously 90-plus percent of how a country is run that is consistent, that remains the same, regardless of administration and you see that in the history of, especially in modern history of of Western countries, or really any country in the world, but particularly Western countries, their foreign policy and their domestic policies don't really change. Uh, and they, in fact, in terms of Western countries, they're on a downward slope. And people try to, you know, certain people from different uh, political, of different per- political persuasions, persuasions try to see that and try to change it. But it doesn't matter. It keeps going down the tubes. Yeah. both on it from a domestic point of view and a and a foreign policy point of view, uh, that suggests to us that there are people with a certain ideology um, now and again, a- any given administration may uh, align with that ideology of that those, those group of unelected people behind like that are made up in the, uh, the intelligence agencies etc. Uh, a particular administration may align with that or a particular administration may not align with that. But generally speaking, you can't really not, in any serious way, align with that behind-the-scenes deep state ideological perspective because, well, Trump was an example of someone who didn't really align with it, (coughs) and you saw what happened to him. So pretty much most presidents, at least in the modern era, have aligned with that, and it continues on. And like I said, it's not a good trajectory. It's downwards. So victories are more like exposure. That's all I've seen, exposure of that reality, exposure of lies, exposure of how this clique, this group, unelected, mostly officials within government, are pushing the the country or any given country in a particular negative direction as far as the people are concerned, the the population is concerned. And uh, And efforts to stop or reverse that while thwarted end up exposing... Right, it It exposes malfeasance and all sorts of manipulation and lies on the part of these people. But it doesn't change. They carry on. They take those. It's almost like that doesn't matter to them. It doesn't really matter to them anymore. There has to be, like, we'll talk about it in a minute, but like Hunter Biden and stuff like that. With the media, most of the media or the dominant media on their side, uh, they effectively keep the people kind of um, in a kind of in a kind of a zombified state in a certain sense where they don't they don't react to it because new information like that an exposure of a lie can come out but the media tells you how you should think about it mm-hmm. and generally it's it's all fine mistakes were made let's just carry on yeah uh, so you don't get any of, of perhaps what you, some people might expect to be some kind of a uh, an uprising or public outcry or something or, or don't, you don't get that political consequences yeah you don't get that
1: call your senator harangue them about this right. issue they will be forced to change their vote right. next time congress meets yeah. There still is that belief that the ship of state is functioning right, but the ship of state <laughs> is decrepit <laughs> is, is beach it 's an illusion it 's rotten mm. and there's no there's, there's no it 's not going anywhere yeah you 're not going to vote your way out of this you 're not going to petition your senators uh, out of this as well meaning as many of them are now again we shouldn 't be totally fatalistic. I remember we were talking the early Trump days when he was campaigning, and it dawned on us just before I think the election this, this guy. The speeches and stuff, you know, he's really like the anti-globalist thing. Well, he's not going to change. We're we're still like, you know, um, our cynicism, you know, kept us in, kept things in check for our side. Mm-hmm. But it could be debated that some things were at least. So you have to ask the other question: If Clinton had won, and th- you had transitioned from Obama regime to Clinton's, presumably she would have got. Two two terms or something, or Biden thereafter. Would mm. would the negative trajectory be on a worse? Would we have gotten there faster would a lot of things? One thing, one issue, Quite foreign possibly, policy yeah. is the Ukraine war. Um, remember, we played last week. I think John McCain and uh, mm, 2016, uh, L- Lindsey Graham, rubbing the hands with Lee in Ukraine, telling Ukrainian soldiers, "Next year is go year, 2017." Right. Now, they don't know what's about to happen. Mm. Trump's going to be elected. Trump, of course, boasts when this war did break out finally in February this year, that wouldn't have happened under my term. If that's true. It didn't happen.
0: Mm. It would have happened under his term. Or it would have happened if he hadn't been elected. if he, had, we well, said, if he
1: had been re-elected, we wouldn't have this situation. Yeah. And that's possibly true. We can't know that. But mm-hmm. it is a fact that it didn't happen while he was president.
0: When it was intended to, it seems, by yeah. Graham and uh, McCain. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, anyway, so back to the story. Um,
1: it's in the news again this week because the so the FBI themselves, or the DOJ, released the affidavit hmm. that they had given to the judge in question who to gave authorize. the warrant to authorize the raid on Trump's home in Mar-a-Lago hmm. on August 8th, Here, and
0: it. it's like... Why are this here? You can have a look at it yourself. Um, it's yeah, it makes for it makes for interesting reading, or rather, it would make for interesting reading if ninety percent of it wasn't redacted. It's, it's amazing that they actually released that kind of stuff. Um, there's there's some little bits to glean out of it. Um, if you just click on that one, actually on the left hand one, I don't know if we can see it much. I'll, I can see it here. I'll read it. Out. It says basically the general premise was that. Um, the the premises I uh, Trump's Mar-a-Lago premises are not authorized to store classified information. Basically, and they go on about that in 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 another another uh, in, in, in more of the text that you can actually read. But the vast majority of it is uh, like we say redacted, bizarrely redacted, um, and. <laughs> uh, yeah it, it it makes reference to um, to to Trump maybe actually being this subject to legal a legal case, a, a, i don't know if it's a criminal but a le- but a legal uh, prosecution basically on the basis of this and so um, it's obviously <laughs> the point is they have to justify it in some way, right? They had to justify it to the judge. The FBI had to justify it to the judge. Um And it seems from what from you can you can follow the links we'll, we'll put them in the show title, but <clears throat> you can read a little bit, but the main bulk of it seems to be uh, uh, that isn 't redacted is that he shouldn uh, 't that, that his residence was not a secure enough location for these documents to be held, and therefore they had to be taken back to a secure location right, of course, in all the redacted stuff, there 's probably more details as to you know what their problem that the problem was more than just that that there was something about these documents um, because it's not just any documents at mar lago it's these specific documents yeah 100, at
1: 184 with top secret or similar high-ranking classifications right so their premise is basically these top secret documents you can't have in your home that's not true though that's the, that's the central basic claim it's bullshit It's specifically. It's not just that it's good. This is when people were saying this is this is unprecedented to Hmm. do this. It's not just that it's never been done in practice before. And say past presidents from Reagan to Carter to Bush to Clinton, in practice, actually did take quite a number of things home with them that were classified, but they just never. It was never followed up. Uh, turn a blind eye. No, no, it's actually specifically stated in past legal cases, not least one in the Supreme Court, US Department of the Navy versus Egan or something, that, no, the President is allowed to take whatever he damn well likes back home with mm-hmm. him. So, the, the, which the core premise here is faulty.
0: Right. It which seems. And it makes sense that the President is allowed to take home any documents that uh, that he wants from, from his time in office because... He was given those documents. He was allowed access to those documents. Now you have to understand here from a, the perspective, or, our perspective, where we're coming from, is that again uh, there are people behind the scenes who basically, uh, who who direct, you know, the course of of, of, of the country and uh, and the government, you know, government policy, and all that kind of stuff is not made by uh, the, the White House. It's not made by the president. Uh, and the present is, to a large extent, at least most of them have been, in the, again in the in the last, you know, let's say, hundred years, have been um, little more than it's, it's been little more than a ceremonial position. Let's say, at least in the last fifty years, let's say, yeah. since JFK, uh, it's a ceremonial position, and the White House doesn't really know much of what's going on. A lot of the policies, a lot of the um, uh, you know, yeah, policies and plans for where the country's going to go on this policy or that poli- policy is actually made by think tanks, people outside government who aren't elected and it's implemented by intel agencies, etc, etc. The White House gets a kind of after-the-fact notification or they get told, you need to stand up and tell the people that this is what we're going to do. And that's, and very often the President's like, okay, that's news to me, what are we, do- what are we doing again? Uh, so he just... Just tel- just read the teleprompter. Just read it, you know. Yeah. Um, so the fact, that the White House doesn't get much, the President doesn't get much information, so Therefore, it makes sense that any information he would be given isn't really that important, and therefore he can take it all home. You know what I mean? Yeah. And
1: to underscore that this did not surprise anyone, that this was not a sudden suspicion or knowledge or whatever they told the judge just prior to August 8th, or, or something we almost, we're almost certain and we need to do a raid. This goes back to January this year. This is from an AP write-up of what's been going on for months and months between Trump and uh, the National Archives, actually. Uh, the affidavit, so what the judge was shown to grant the warrant to the FBI to search his home, to raid his home, the affidavit does not provide new details about 11 sets, 11 sets of classified records recovered covered during the, mar- the August 8th search but instead concerns a separate batch of 15 boxes that the National Archives and Records Administration retrieved from the home in January. Hmm. They've been there before. Trump's talking. There's not a big issue. They've seen what's in his house already. But the archives, as a body unto itself, a government agency, I suppose, the National Archives and Records Administration sent the matter to the Justice Department. So... They'll send out the FBI, indicating in its referral that a review showed quote, a lot of classified materials. Again, that's we're the national. We're just sending on our concern that 184 documents were marked top secret or similar. But that's all we're saying. So, on the basis of that concern,
0: <laughs> yeah, we to, sure.
1: but as we've just explained, that concern—they're they, allowed. Ex-presidents <clears throat> can
0: do that. Yeah. Up, throw up, that one, Scotty. Just, to, I'll just to give you an idea of what the uh, in the text of the of the affidavit, um, the reason for the redaction, uh, the one on the photo, t- one on the left, uh, and no, actually, go to the next one. Uh, privacy interests, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Section three. So it's kind of <coughs> it's kind of ironic in a way, as a Supreme Court has long recognized uh, premature disclosure of investigative information creates a risk that persons who are accused but exonerated may be held up to public ridicule. Um, and go f- uh, blah, blah, blah. And go, go to the next one then. Oh, it's got a conclusion on it. For the reasons stated herein, which is more or less that, the court should maintain under seal the text the government has marked for redaction. Um, (laughs) the government defers to the court to determine whether the redactions are so extensive that release of the remainder of the affidavit would result in a meaningless disclosure. (laughs) Yeah, uh, it's pretty much a meaningless disclosure, but apparently the the court didn't uh, decide that this was completely meaningless, even though 90% of it's redacted. There's 100, I don't know, there's like 100 many pages. Um, There's more than 50 pages. Anyway, um, so it's interesting, in that previous one where they said... uh, uh, that premature disclosure of investigative information creates a risk that the person who accused, accused but exonerated, who are accused but exonerated, may be held up to public ridicule. I don't know who they're referring to there. Obviously, we don't really know an awful lot about what's in this affidavit and what why the FBI are actually uh, so worried about um, about these documents and what's in them and why you know what what Trump, Trump was planning to do. Um, of course, this. Is has to be considered as of relevance to this whole situation. Um, back in March on CNN, Trump sued Hillary Clinton, DNC, and others, alleging conspiracy to link his campaign to Russia. Which, of course, the FBI was. If you remember that long ago, back under Trump's uh, administration, uh, the FBI was front and central. In Yeah, it was a conspiracy to link his campaign to Russia, and it was proven to be 100% false. Those claims that his campaign was in any way connected with Russia or that Russia stole our elections, blah, blah, blah. The, the, oh, the amount, the deluge of bullshit. Uh, people maybe forget about it, like, but it's, um, like his administration was defined by a tidal wave of you know, repeated and absolute bullshit allegations about Trump on all different, on several different topics, all of which were proven to be false um, if now just just to give an overview of this what this whole situation looks like to me is Trump takes home sought out documents while he was present and took them home with him and kept them documents, some of which were related to precisely this court case that he has initiated in March. Uh, where he's basically taking a court case against Clinton and the DNC, alleging that they conspired to falsely link his campaign to Russia. And why the FBI is partisan to this, and they're absolutely partisan, is because they were directly involved in creating that conspiracy or indulging that conspiracy to to frame Trump.
1: The conflict of interest is even more succinct than that. Trump has a RICO lawsuit naming... Hillary Clinton, the Democratic Party, the DOJ, mm. and the FBI. Right. So he's suing the FBI and specifically citing Fox. Hurricane, Hurricane right. Crossfire, the right. operation that set up Russiagate in mm-hmm. the beginning, which, of which possibly it's been sus- suspected he has information about, whether mm. that's in these documents or elsewhere. We'll put it we this know.
0: way. Look at it from this perspective. The FBI, Clinton and the DNC, basically the deep state, were... Uh, directly involved in trying to frame Trump Trump and neuter his presidency and ideally get him uh, impeached and kicked out of the White House uh, on the basis of absolutely 100% proven false allegations. A few years later, the FBI raids Trump's uh, home and steals documents that I would suggest are directly related to incriminating uh, the FBI in that conspiracy. So why did the FBI go to his (laughs) Mar-a-Lago? Because it's like, so it's like... You remember what they told us at the time. It's like, I've committed a crime and I'm allowed... I've committed a crime against someone and the person I committed the crime against has evidence that I committed the crime and I'm allowed to go and bust into his house, steal the evidence that he has against me and mothball it on the basis of that he committed a crime. That's w- and and you wonder why we say the American ship estate is is a completely like rotten and, and going nowhere. Mm-hmm. That level of corruption, yeah.
1: Breaking even, basic like the nature of the raid. You know, his lawyers were told to get out of the property. Hmm. Normal procedures. You Not know, the lawyer can be present. Hmm. You, you don't tell them. oh, This is exceptional. Hmm. National security. Some bullshit. That, that lawsuit, that recall lawsuit Trump has going against the FBI and Clinton, and et cetera, et cetera. What's the current state of play? Um, actually, <coughs> two weeks ago, was the date on this? August 12th. Oh, that's interesting. Four days later, Clinton's lawyers uh, petitioned a counter to cite statute of limitations. It's too late. This is all 2016, 2017. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> you know, which is interesting because they don't want to challenge, they're not going to respond to any of the substantiation of it. statute of limitations. They might have a play here, but Team Trump this week has countered to that and said, hold on a second, he was president at the time. He was a little busy to be suing all of you lot mm-hmm. how could he
0: sue the DOJ and the
1: FBI in when a legal was lawsuit he, when he was ostensibly the head of the administration he was of
0: the DOJ at the time he was also very busy fighting against their allegations their false allegations that they were leveling against him so didn't really have a lot of time to there and there I mean when somebody's <coughs> coming at you left right and centre you don't have time right there and then, to file a lawsuit, you have to de- try and defend against their attacks first before you can file a lawsuit, right? Uh, but the interi- another interesting thing in terms of the judiciary and the, 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 the DOJ and the du- judiciary, the, the judge that signed off on the yeah. warrant <laughs> to Rein- get... Reinhardt. Reinhardt. He recused himself from that case earlier right. this year that he took against uh, Clinton and, and, and the DNC and the FBI that he initiated that case, he had to recuse himself because he was going to be a judge that was going to view, you know, uh, whatever, assess the case, basically. Yeah, he had to recuse himself Florida. because of uh, comments he made three or four years ago uh, saying v- very nasty things about Trump.
1: He made political statements about Trump. So he's Warren not
0: eligible. <laughs> it's so convoluted. This judge is not He el- has to recuse himself because it's public from... From being a judge on a case uh, in which he took a side in which he, in he, one t- of in which he took a side but then he's allowed but then he, he is able to sign off on an affidavit for uh, the FBI to go and steal the documents that would, imp- that would probably in our opinion ha- implicate the FBI in the case that he had to recuse himself from But it could be even more. Surely he shouldn't be allowed to do that. (laughs) It's
1: even more sinister. He only recused himself several months into the investigation. He recused himself about three or four weeks before this, before he signed off on the affidavit to instead. So instead, no, I'm going to move out of here and not adjudicate a case between Clinton and Trump. Instead, I'm going to recuse. And several weeks later, I'm going to okay a warrant to raid
0: Trump's house. To remove information that would implicate Clinton and the FBI. Right. Wow. And people still think there's something worth... When um, they, and and they, they're doing all this with impunity, uh, largely because of the way... At least largely impu- because
1: th- there's no more legal system. There's no more fair There's no
0: fair legal system, and, there's n- and, and the only thing you have left out of that is public outrage and the public doing something about it, which we talked about earlier, right? This is war. We gotta, people have got to rise up and do something about this. But do, yeah. most people, at least a, a significant section of the population, are being lied to and manipulated about this by the media. They're being told like I said, how to think about this by the media so the media, most of the media CNN, CNN MSNBC uh, all the rest of the lefty media, I mean who have you got left in terms of the media that people actually that dominate the airwaves other than Fox News. You've got Fox News and all the rest who are opposite to, to the perspective of Fox News and anti-Trump and pro-Democrats and pro-FBI and pro-the system basically and they're the ones who are who are who are who have the lion's share of the 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 airwaves, let's say, on this topic. And they're telling the public what to p- think, and they're telling the public nothing to see here. This is actually justified. Trump's evil. They even came up with something about there might have been some something to do with nuclear weapons, nu- nuclear codes, <coughs> or something. I mean, they make up. That's that's the that's the power of the media.
1: What was the very first? Thing people heard in conjunction with the news, the, breaking, the shocking breaking news that Trump's house had been raided on August 8th. It was the lie that went around the world first before anything else that there was possible nuclear stuff related to it. Yeah. So they were sending out a plausible thing that would give it the global traction they wanted to see. All eyes on Trump, yeah, because he's done something egregious. Trump, so the world seriously. goes... Oh, More right. than likely, Trump roll my eyes, and that's the last they hear about and it. And
0: what was the what was the link? People, most people who are obviously have swallowed the uh, drunk the Kool Aid on, on on Trump over the past four or five years. Uh, what's the first thing they are associated with that that just that mention of something nuclear, something about nuclear codes or nuclear some nuclear information? The first thing they go back to is the the hoax, the Russia collusion hoax, right? That okay, so this is probably Trump stealing. This is where people would go, because this is where the media would like them to go. (coughs) Trump was stealing nuclear secrets uh, and planning to hand them to the Russians, or the Chinese, maybe, but probably the Russians, uh, in exchange for getting peed on by a stripper in Moscow or something? Probably, right? Or
1: because he's just been... Because he hates America? Because he wants to destroy
0: America, right? He's yeah. been groomed by Putin, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He's, he's, he's going to do something that uh, you know. He'll, he'll, it's basically a smack of treason. Mm. treason. They want a nuclear, possibly nuclear, cause uh, just to reinforce the the image they've created for the other side, so to speak. That Trump is a traitor. Um, it'd be interesting to see. They, I don't know. Is that enough? St- can, can the Clinton side say statute of limitations? Sorry, it's too late. Uh, that, that At this point? I, I th- think that's the easy part. Legally throwing out his suit is probably the easy part.
0: Well, given what we've just said, and that's only a little yeah. bit, that's only the tip of the iceberg in terms of corruption in the DOJ and in the judici- judiciary and, and the partial nature of, 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 of the legal system, you know. And, uh, but mostly corruption in the sense if you can pick certain judges, you know. People can be shunted in to deal with this particular case because you you know they're going to side with the kind of uh, the, the Washington establishment. Um, yeah, um, no problem. Just make it go away. Yeah. Bye bye. Uh, nothing to see here. Yeah. Moving on. Um, and the people who get excited, like,
1: cast your mind back, like you were, we were all so sure when it was finally, after three years of bullshit, demonstrated that there was no Russian collusion. Y'all thought, that's it now, we're back on track. That's not what happened. Instead, they turned around, 2020 was, well, first the pandemic happened, and then 2020 rolled up, and they just got away with, like, I won't say it, because. but you know what I'm talking about. They just went and said, "No, you you think you've got got your moral victory, truth is on your side? Watch this. And now Biden, Joe Biden, is the president of the United States of America, and has been for, where are we now?
0: Almost two years.
1: Almost two years.
0: Well, year and a half. Uh, they yeah. just continue. They- and here's what here's what the Biden administration thinks. I mean, they're still like you're saying they're still repeating it. They're not letting it go. They obviously see this is still still a problem. This is what's her face. I don't even know her name. Uh, the White House spokesperson, spokes lady, spokes. Uh uh,
2: only semi-fascism coming. Yeah. Uh, is this something we're going to hear more of? That phrase. Is it something the president's going to kind of embrace? Or is there any sense that it was, uh, you know, a little impromptu and it's going to turn into a kind of basket of deplorables thing that he regrets and that tries to be quiet about?
3: Look, I was very clear when uh, when laying out uh, and defining uh, what... uh, you know, MAGA Republicans have done, and you look at the definition of fascism, and you think about uh, what they're doing in, in attacking our democracy, what they're doing in taking away uh, our freedoms, uh, taking away, wanting to take away our rights, our voting rights. I mean, that is what that is. It is very clear, and that's why he made that um, that. Um, that powerful speech uh, that you heard uh, from him last night. And he has not shied away from saying that. He...
0: So this is in response to Biden the other day using term, basically describing MAGA supporters as fascist, mm-hmm. or fascism, fascists. Uh, and she, she doubled down on it. Yeah, these people are more or less fascists. And, uh, and she's talking and because they've eroded our democracy and what they're trying to do to our election, elections and stuff. And this is from a person who's only in that position because at least there's a possibility that the election that gave her her job was in some way corrupted or some way um, manipulated. And she's, and she's describing the people who make that claim, and not without evidence, as fascists who want to destroy our election system and our democracy. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. I just, I mean, dude, really, I mean, that's why we say it's done. Forget about it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That level of really duplicity is, really and, and, and yeah, delusion uh, is it's over, dude. It's forget about it. You don't yeah. have a, a democracy anymore. You haven't had one for quite a long time, and it's not coming back.
1: Yeah, I've mentioned it before, just quickly, like at the end of Rome. The thing that just the, the hot topic issue just before the civil war that you know between Caesar and Pompey that eventually led to the utter destruction of the entire civilization, the the hot political issue that led into the actual fighting was that both sides were utterly convinced that they had the plan to save, they didn't call it democracy then, to save our Republican Mm -hmm. system Mm -hmm. from the others who were trying to subvert it. Mm -hmm. And they're both completely convinced. And when you get to that point, I'm not suggesting logically civil war follows, but, you know, violence, as we seen in other respects. Well, uh, the, collapse,
0: the collapse of the system is what happens. Because, yeah. you know... How, the, how, it, how it happens, yeah. A house divided, you varied, know. Varied, but it collapses inevitable. Yeah. yeah, a house divided to that extent can't stand, you know. Um, it's a... Yeah, it's a tale as old as, as human history, it seems. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Prediction of where it's going to go, probably nowhere. Um, they have it wrapped up. They're not going to let any... There's a... Uh, What's going to happen, there'll be allegations. They'll try to cover up more and more and more, and that'll just encourage people, uh, you know, conservatives, let's say, uh, in America to come up with more beliefs or evidence, in their own minds at least, that, um, that it's true. You know, the more they cover up, the more belief believe yeah. that you've got something to hide, and therefore what I believe is true. If you keep hiding and covering up and denying... I believe that, you're, that, that, that that's evidence of, of guilt, basically. Um, and just to note that what, whatever her name is, the White House spokesperson, she just called like arguably and very likely probably somewhere in the region of 60% of the American electorate fascists. That's a sitting president, sitting administration, White House, the spokesperson for that administration, calling 60% of the electorate fascists.
1: I'm afraid I can't even um, join you in surprise because immediately after uh, Biden officially won and was inaugurated, for two weeks, three weeks, they were on the airwaves, maybe not the official spokesperson, but plenty of other officials. He's calling them all terrorists and that Trump was the leader of a terrorist organization. Yeah. So,
0: Yeah, that's already... It's already they,
1: they've already gone as far as budgeted, you want yeah. to go. And that was at a time, of course, it was just after January 6th. In the meantime, they've shown how serious they are about that designation by the uh, unbelievable, basically, torture and um, denial of basic civil rights to the several dozen people they arrested um, who were present at the January 6th insurrection. Cool. You know, you, people haven't even heard of it because it's so covered up, but there's enough independent sort of... Some references to it on Fox News... The, it's it's completely shocking it's what what's going on uh to defendants in uh, the January 6 cases um, yeah um they they are, what i'm saying is they they are actually being treated as terrorists so mm-hmm. uh that's why yeah it's even it's always worse than <laughs> even we can remember when we remind ourselves of all the collections of things that's going on we go okay we can't even be horrified at that because yeah Mm-hmm. It's it's actually worse. We're discussing Trump and, yeah, an FBI raid, but no one was killed. No one was hurt. It's shocking, but others have been raided for speaking up on Trump's behalf and they've gone to prison or they're still in prison or they've been seriously abused, possibly killed, but that's speculation because that's even more covered up.
0: You mm-hmm. Know? mm-hmm. What about uh, Biden Hunter Biden and Daddy Joe and right. is that is that related to this lawsuit? Do you think or this uh, this raid on Trump on these documents and Trump's Trump's residence?
1: M- mo- possibly, yeah. Because the thing that uh, would interest Trump no, let's look at from their point of view. The thing that would interest them to raid Trump is what would fall under Oppo research. Ahead of 2024, right. should Trump be running, right. he would want to have dirt on. We know that that's what Trump would do because that is what they exposed Trump as trying to do via Ukraine to get Oppo research on Hunter and the big guys' involvement in corruption in, in Ukraine, Ukraine and Ukrainian China. energy companies and also in China. Yeah. Um, that's what prompted, wasn't it? Wasn't that the premise for? They leaked audio of Trump speaking with Zelensky right. that drove, that gave them the premise for trying to impeach him a second time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They knew it would go nowhere, but they got their symbolic vote in Congress in which the resolution was passed in the House of Representatives. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that was the premise of that was um, Trump being a traitor, but trying to lean on Z- Oh. Yeah, him, him improperly using his powers as president mm-hmm. by leaning on Zelensky saying, We'll give you some more aid in right. this direction if you can give me some dirt on right Hunter and daddy, right?
0: Um, which he knew existed and there was plenty of evidence for, and in fact, because publicly, Giuliani,
1: but, public but really, Giuliani had also gone on Trump's behalf to Ukraine several times, right? And come back with shed loads of stuff, right? About Burisma, um, so.
0: Well, and so on that topic, uh, basically, as we know, Hunter Biden laptop story was suppressed by the media, and this week uh, that that's a known thing. And in fact, well, we will play it. Actually, Uh, you know, a lot of people were happy with that basically. And this is this gets into like again into just how divided people are and how how what how extremist, I suppose, uh, the positions apparently. Normal, otherwise normal, rational people have um, is that the suppressing of H- the Hunter Biden laptop story, which included obviously a lot of pretty disgusting activities on the part of Hunter Biden, but also possible evidence on uh, corruption involving Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. Joe Biden is a kind yeah. of selling partner, 10% for the big guy uh hunter biden using joe biden's position then at the time as vice president in order to get in get into dirty deals basically and make money from them and give kickbacks to joe biden that was all possibly on hunter biden's laptop but it, but that story was suppressed uh in the lead up to the 2020 yeah election And it's suppressed, and uh, until now we only understood it as having been suppressed by the biased media. The biased media just kind of cancelled it. Social media, Twitter, Facebook also went along with the biased media by suppressing it, saying this is unfounded. There wasn't much in the way of an order coming down. Everybody suspected, I suppose, but an order coming down from on high. I mean, when the media suppresses a certain a political story, you can bet that it's being uh, the directive to suppress it, a kind of like a gag order, in a certain sense, has been passed down from someone in politics, right? So you can assume that, but there wasn't any clear evidence of that. But uh, Mark Zuckerberg was on Joe Rogan this week, and he pretty much said that's exactly what happened. You can just have a have a listen to it here.
2: There was a lot of attention on Twitter during the election because of the Hunter Biden laptop story. The New York yeah, Post, yeah. We had this too. Yeah. So you guys censored that as well. So we took a different path than Twitter. Um, different I mean, basically, the background here is the FBI, I think, basically came to us, uh, some, some folks on our team, and was like, hey, um, Hello, just humans. so you know, like, you should be on high alert. Hi, there was the, like w- we, we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of, of um, uh, uh, that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. So our protocol is different from Twitter's. What Twitter did... Is they said you can't share this at all. Um, we didn't do that. What, what we do is we have, um, if something is reported to us as potentially um, misinformation, important misinformation, we we also have this third party fact checking program because we don't want to be deciding Ooh. what's true and false. And right. fact check for the, I think it was five or seven days when it was basically being, um, being determined whether it was false. Um, the distribution on Facebook was decreased, but people were still allowed to share it. So you could still share it. You could still consume it. So when um, you say the distribution is decreased, in, it, it got shared. It, how does that work? It basically the ranking in newsfeed was a little bit less. So fewer people bit. saw it than would have otherwise. So it definitely. By what percentage? I, I don't know off the top of my head, but it's 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 meaningful. 30, but I mean, but 80, basically whatever a. Um, it's meaningful. A lot of people were still able to share it. We got a lot of complaints that that was the case. Um, you know, obviously this is a hyper political issue. So depending on what side of the political spectrum, you either think we didn't censor it enough or censored it way too much. But right. but we weren't sort of as black and white about it as, as Twitter. We just kind of thought, hey, look, if, if the FBI, which you know, I still view as a legitimate institution in this country, it's like very professional <laughs> law enforcement. Yeah. If they come All to right, us and team. tell us that we need to be on guard about something, then I want to take that seriously. Did they specifically say you need to be on guard about that story? I, I, no, I, I don't remember if it was that specifically, but it was. It basically Lie. fit the pattern. <laughs> when something like that turns out to be real, is there regret for? Is there regret? Well,
0: no, not really. I mean, regret. No. What is this human? Concept? It seemed
2: like the right. <laughs>
0: well, what do you mean by regret? Is this it? Yeah. Uh, this is why Vladimir Putin calls it the empire of lies. Right. But interestingly, what he said, um, you know, the, so we, we were told that <clears throat> by the FBI <clears throat> that because of the 2016 election, there was a lot of, uh, you know, Russian uh, disinformation that affected that election. You know, it, it, it basically stole the election for Trump lie, but we were told that at the time, and that's why we clamped down on Russian uh, uh, interference. Anything that would go against uh, Hillary Clinton at the time, and anything that was pro-Trump, we clamped down on that because of Russian collusion, and because using that as a reference, this time in the second, Trump's second uh, uh, run for president, um, we, we we listened to the FBI and they said, yeah, Russian collusion again, Russian, sorry, not Russian collusion, Russian interference in the election again, so that's why we did it. Um, Twitter completely banned it. We kind of like just Pretend sort of pseudo kind of you know, well, we banned it as well, anyway. <clears throat> <clears throat> but but we, no, I
1: love it that, that he admitted. I mean, he admitted something people might suspect, but he, he went unnecessarily far. He, mm. he said, Yeah, we also actually, and here's how we do it, mm-hmm. which is what people have been saying that's what Twitter does mm-hmm. since 2016 with Down no grade. evidence. But now, from the horse's bloody mouth, he says, Well, yeah, that's what we do. We tweak news feeds to to, to manage information. To make them disappear. So, yeah, thanks, Mark. It's well, the interesting
0: thing is that by the time that he was being told that, well, by the FBI, again, the absolutely uh, you know, impeccable, impartial uh, state institution of the FBI that has no bias whatsoever um, told them that um, the Hunter Biden laptop story uh, was probably Russian collusion, or Russian, sorry, I keep saying collusion, uh, collusion in my brain, uh, Russian interference in the election. Again, that's why we did it. By that time, It was, to anybody with half a brain, it had already been proven that the Russian interference in the 2016 election had been proven false. It was a put-up job by the FBI. So the FBI, and others, obviously, DNC, etc., but it was the system, including the FBI, that concocted a story about Russian interference in the 2016 election. That was proven by 2020, when Trump was running again. Yet the same FBI then comes and says, Russian interference in this one specifically related to the Hunter Biden laptop story. And, and Dopey Dope Zuckerberg goes, oh, OK. So you lied before about it, but now you're not lying about it, about this special uh, piece of uh, information about Hunter Biden's laptop that could actually negatively impact the election for Joe Biden on a legitimate basis, showing him to be, at least, a, you know, providing evidence that he's a corrupt person who is not legitimate, not, not eligible to be president, and his son's a complete freak show and the two of them were in, in, in bed together in terms of corrupt deals, we should suppress that as well. Yeah. So, but the, what's behind this actually, so it's a complete bullshit what he said, that was a kind of like uh, propaganda effort, uh, uh, but you can read between the lines and see what's going on. But what's behind this really is something else that was, something that was um, kind of stated much more explicitly by someone who you'd think also, would be a rational person, or at least has held himself to be a rational person uh, over the past you know, quite a few years, it has a lot of notoriety. But what it points to is an idea in, P- in the anti Trump people and people of that mindset that all of the democratic, democratic institutions and the very idea of democracy and the will of the people, etc., is only um, it's contingent. On the right person putting themselves forward for president or for elected official office, uh, political office. If the wrong person presents themselves, then all bets are off. Forget about democracy. Forget about justice. Forget about right and wrong. It's yeah. th- it's, it's, it's all it's justified because it's fascism, right? Because this for example, this,
1: this what's coming at us here is something from outside of democracy, right? It's on american It's so also it's, outside right. of America. It's so, Russian. So extreme measures
0: use. are needed. So it's you not us. We put, have
1: to protect the whole
0: system. Put, dem- put democracy on hold for a minute and we go totalitarian, essentially. We go to, to stop um, a worse evil, let's say. Um, and, and people would probably, in their minds, probably uh, use an example of you know, Nazi Germany. If you were in Nazi Germany and you knew in advance what Hitler was going to do,
1: They've said this Would you have taken
0: any measures necessary to stop him becoming president or becoming uh, chancellor? Of course I would have. Forget about any notion of democracy or the will of the people. These people are deluded. They can't see it. I know. I can see the face of evil. I can see the evil that is approaching, and I will do whatever is necessary to stop it. And so everybody, DNC, Hillary Clinton, FBI, all that kind of stuff, and all their supporters took that approach with Trump and take it today with him, except there's no evidence that Trump is Hitler, that that analogy is 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 spurious and bullshit, except some people believe it. And the person I was referring to was ha- Sam Harris. I don't know if anybody knows who Sam Harris is, but he's an uber intellectual, uber logical, uber objective. And this is what he has to say. It was in a, an interview recently with a couple of English dudes.
4: I mean, Hunter Biden, at that point, Hunter Biden literally could have ha- had... The corpses of children in his basement—I would not have cared, right? It's like it's, there's nothing. First of all, it's Hunter Biden, right? It's not—it's like it's not Joe Biden. But even if Joe, like, even the, whatever scope of Joe Biden's corruption is, like, if you—if we could just it's go funny. down that rabbit hole endlessly and and understand that he's getting kickbacks from Hunter Biden's deals in Ukraine or wherever else, right, or China, it is infinitesimal compared to the corruption we know Trump is involved in. It's like it's like it's like a firefly to the sun, right? I mean like there's just it doesn't even it doesn't even stack up against Trump University. Right? Trump University as a story is worse than anything that could be in in Hunter Biden's laptop in my view, right? Now that's not that doesn't answer the people who say it's still completely unfair <clears throat> to not have Looked at the laptop in a timely way, and to have shut down the you know the New York Post's Twitter account like that—that's just a conspira- That's a left-wing conspiracy to deny the presidency to Donald Trump. Absolutely, it was. Absolutely, right. But I think it was warranted, absolutely. right? And I'm—and again, it's a coin toss as to whether or not Sam, I'm sorry, that particular piece I'm, I'm really is,
0: yeah. sorry. I—I I was the one that said we should move yeah, yeah. on, but
4: you've just oh, yeah. said something I really struggle with that, which is the, you the, support the, kid, the kids in the basement. You, no, no, fuck yeah. the kids in the basement.
1: Yeah. I'm interested in democracy.
4: Yeah.
5: You're saying you are content with a left-wing conspiracy
4: to prevent somebody being democratically re-elected as president. Well, no, I, I'm content. Well, so it's, But the thing is, it's just not left-wing, right? So Liz Cheney is not left-wing, right? Liz Cheney is doing everything with a conspiracy in her power to prevent somebody no, being but democratic. It's a, no, it's not but there's nothing conspiracy. It's not it, it was a conspiracy out in the open. It does but it doesn't matter if it was a, it doesn't matter what parts conspiracy, what parts out in the open. I mean, I think it's like if people get together and talk and talk about what should we do with, about this phenomenon, you know, if, if it's like if there, if there was an asteroid hurtling towards us, ah, it's an asteroid now, and, and we got <laughs> see, in a room together with all of our friends so and had a conversation about it's what we could do to deflect its course. It's right? fucking ridiculous. Is that a conspiracy? You know, like some of the- yeah, so, so
0: Trump is an asteroid coming yeah, to it, Earth it to destroy Earth. all human life on Earth. He's, wor- he's, ten- he's a million times worse than Hitler. How many people did Hitler kill?
1: Oh, yeah, only uh, sixty-seven million. Yeah, 60, Hitler. seventy million.
0: Yeah, well, technically, Trump yeah. as an asteroid could have killed the entire human race. Exactly. Again, this is, you know, one of the greatest, you know, at least on the Internet, the greatest brains and logical, clear-headed, objective thinking. And he's also an atheist. So you might have an example here of of the morality of atheists when it comes down to it. As much as they talk about being humanistic and all that kind of stuff, you don't need any kind of religious belief or any kind of spiritual belief. You just need to be humanistic. When it comes down to it, this guy has no problem uh, trashing, well, there's so much that he's doing there that's ridiculous, like literally, yeah. like I mean, he mean exposed himself as as as, as, as being uh, uh, an orange man bad. Like I just, yeah, you know, you know, terrified in the face of something the, the, well, his, that has no his, evidence for his
1: core it. claim. There's no evidence for it, but his core claim is that even if all of the things they say about Biden are true, mm. that and, corru- and more and more that corruption pales in comparison to, to the scale of Trump's. And, and there were, and there were and two, he cites there were two
0: analogies, Trump University,
1: which I've never even heard of. mean that is so bad. And they've had all this time to bash tr- about all the crimes of Trump. Why have I never even heard about it? And I pay attention right. to the news. What the hell is Trump University?
0: Right. What's the scandal? Well, there is no scandal. It was like just some allegation. Part of the Trump bashing thing, even before he became president, that Trump University is a university set up and that some people got... You know, didn't get paid for courses that he didn't get, or something like that, or something, and something basically fairly simple. You know, um, but you know, again, you know, not proven in court or anything like that. You know, right? Small potatoes, basically, right? But that, in his mind, is bigger. Is bigger than Joe than Hunter Biden, and he even suggests uh, uh, Joe Biden having dead kids in his basement. That, uh, Trump's, Trump university, you know, people being maybe, you know, screwed out of courses or something, haven't paid for that is doing that is way worse than having dead kids in your basement. Wow. Because not only did Trump, did did, did Trump start a university that uh, some people got uh, screwed out of courses on or they claim they did, but also Trump, uh, was going to kill all people on the planet. He was going to exterminate the human race. You see, it's totally logical. That's, that's why you should listen to people like Sam Harris. Um, the, the, the other astonishing
1: articulation of something that we have tried to and others like us try to um, is this thing about a vast conspiracy. Now, what is the number one comeback to any given thing we've tried to talk to people about over the years? It's like dude, you're talking about a lot of people being involved here. That's, it's just not going to happen. Psychologically, someone talks, the secret's out, etc., etc. Sam Harris just explained that you can have a conspiracy out, in, out the open. in the open and there's millions of people involved in it. They each have their narrative reasons. It comes down to one, Orange Man Bad, mm-hmm. and they all do their part. And they are conspiring together. They believe to save democracy, in objective fact, it's to subvert it, in fact. That is, I don't think, I'm not even taking sides here, you know, for Trump. You can make the case, objectively, that they subverted it through a conspiracy. Mm -hmm. He acknowledges that, and and his uh, interviewer is stunned and says, a conspiracy, well, it's not a left-wing conspiracy, because Liz Cheney's in,
0: and she's not left-wing. But look what's just happened to Liz Cheney. Right, completely Dumped by the by conservatives, yeah,
1: who very much see her as part of this conspira- a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. And it, that that's but where do they get? I the, love that, I love that that we have here articulated mm-hmm. that you can have a mass psychosocial phenomenon that is tantamount to a conspiracy of millions, millions of people, and it it's happening day to day. It doesn't require everyone being a secret. It can be in the open. Uh, there's another great example of that. I think they nailed it, actually. Did you watch the 2000 Mules documentary by Dinesh D'Souza ab- about the 2020 election? 2000 Mules, the yeah. title refers to, they, they honed it down to just 2000 actors at the time of the election, specifically people who were stuffing um, drop boxes, election ballot boxes, with multiple ballots. It's illegal, totally illegal. But they managed to catch 2,000 on camera because each of these ballot boxes in the key, the key five cities that were in the key five states. Swing states. that swing states that got it for Biden. Um, these guys were going to at least, I think their their criteria were, the, the, they had to be demonstrated as a mule. So someone carrying ballots and stuffing them illegally. If they went to at least 10 drop boxes, Either in the run-up to, or on the night of, or in the days after, because remember they extended the counting, so it was ongoing for about a week. They had each one had to go to ten drop boxes. On the way, they had to stop at either an official DNC office or an affiliated NGO working with the Democratic side uh, in the election, um, and some other criteria. I've forgotten. Anyway, two thousand mules just just showed you in real time. They they got the data. That they by tracking their phone. They they couldn't out them. They mm-hmm. had to be anonymously... They weren't allowed to name who these people were. But they got 2,000 people in a proven conspiracy, mm-hmm. conspiring together on the night to rig the election against Donald Trump. Now, each of those people may not even be aware that that's... <clears throat> they may not even be politically involved. Well, I'm going to keep quiet. They, they're hushed into it because they're getting cash on... When they do each drop-off, they're given cash based on the number of ballots they stuffed. Um, so they're simply either criminally inclined or they're just desperate and they need the money. And anything, well, I'll take the money. $100 per drop? Okay, I can make, I can make a grant tomorrow night if I just go around to these 10 places. Mm-hmm. And no questions asked. There's no official contract. It's just paid to me in cash.
0: Um, How many votes are you talking about there then?
1: Showed times. They showed two thousand they showed that th- those two thousand alone um, amounted to about a hundred to two hundred thousand votes, but the key thing was that in each of the five cities milwaukee uh detroit Atlanta, each of the five cities in question were of the five swing states and it, when they they reminded everyone in the documentary how close those states were in mm-hmm. the end Georgia was like eleven thousand mm-hmm. well when you as would normally be done if a judge actually could be convinced to look at this and adjudicate on it, he would say, yes, that's illegal. You cannot be doing that. Only in exceptional circumstances can you do it for a close relative and not in every state. But anyway, it's basically illegal. So all those votes are immediately discounted. So in Georgia, for example, something like 25,000 immediately are wiped out. That's it. Trump wins it. Mm-hmm. And so on through each of the five states. And they could demonstrate conclusively that uh, just on that traditional election rigging manipulation mm-hmm. count alone, ballot stuffing. That was the old, old-fashioned way mm-hmm. of doing it in days gone by. Mm-hmm. Trump won. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because <coughs> it, <coughs> they managed to show with this passage of a couple of years that they could make the solid case. What the hell happened at the time? It was a weird, weird thing where the people most stepping up to defend Trump's honor were all hang, harping. They were hanging their case on digital manipulation, mm-hmm. software manipulation. Mm-hmm. That was going to always going to take a lot of forensic analysis and time yeah. to prove yeah. it was the wrong way to go about
0: it. But yeah. you know, <coughs> so we're talking about open conspiracy 2020. here open conspiracy accepted by everybody which you know expo- exposes the fact that that can actually happen yep. which you know goes back to almost goes back to 911 in a certain oh, sense yeah. where that, that was the thing about 911 there's no way 911 No, can, too, many no people. too many people had to be in on it apparently people can be on it but what's the source of them being in on it the source of them being in on it is effectively the media because the source of it is orange man bad the, p- you know, if you, if you, to get people to go along with conspiracy and have a clear conscience about it, yeah. they have to feel morally justified in doing it, yeah. and that it's not actually a conspiracy. They're not actually doing anything wrong. It's not secret or evil. It's actually a positive. It's a good thing they're they're doing. They can hold their heads high. How did they get that impression? How do you get so many people to have that impression and to be part of this conspiracy? Well, the media, yeah, uh, because well, before that, Orange Man Bad uh, instilling people this uh, this this idea of or a terror. Of, of a person that he's that he's just he's a, he's a meteorite coming to destroy the world. Well, if the, you can convince an
1: intellectual like <clears throat> Sam Harris <throat> right. that he is a meteorite who will destroy or right. if he is allowed in a second time, right. you can convince middle uh, middle-class right. people. And where did, that class
0: come, people. where did how did that happen? It was the media. He obviously Sam Harris's uh, opinion there, his perspective is entirely installed in him, given to him by the media, by several years of him watching the media talk what have you know, spout what have now been proven to be uh, uh, an egregious number of, of of egregious lies about Trump, proven to be lies, but he's still double down double on it because once he's believed a lie, it doesn't matter. Appar- I mean, he, he is apparently not aware that all of the evidence he said it's Trump University that's all he's got. Surely, he be, should be setting Russian, collu- Russian collusion. um. <clears throat> um what else was there? Well, well, the big thing they were hitting people with during
1: the first campaign was that he was uh, a rapist. Right. They fell apart in court. Yeah. Um, after that, there was, well, he was very bad to um, his employees mm-hmm. during, who worked for him in the Trump organization. Mm-hmm. Again, they yeah. fell apart because Trump, yeah. Trump's team pulled out a whole lot of people who testified on his behalf and said, Trump's awesome. You know, we love working for his organization,
0: blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to remember what it is. And it's it's interesting that you just, even those people, if you ask them today why they hate Trump so much, people who hate Trump, they probably won't be able to give you very clear reasons. But that's the insidious nature of what's effectively mind programming or or media messaging over and over and over and over again. Um, It has that effect on people where they just form an opinion, a strong opinion about something, that something is objectively true. This is the only way uh, it can be. This is the absolute truth. And I don't know why. Yeah. Because well, it's then, years and years. And the same thing happened with COVID. Over and over again, yeah. and repeated every day, <clears throat> multiple times every day. Are
1: they completely empty vessels into which the media writes their entire programming? Apparently. Or are they fertile ground, though? Do they already have a set of values yeah. and a certain psychological makeup?
0: That's leveraged for sure. But it doesn't make a lie any more and any less of a lie. Right. You know what I mean? It's exploiting people's, uh, arguably in this situation, people's good nature for evil purposes. You know, people who are left, liberal, who kind of more tend to be kind of bleeding heart, compassionate kind of people. We well, can weaponize that in them by bombarding them with... Uh, I wouldn't
1: put Sam Harris in the bleeding
0: heart. No, but he's definitely a lefty. There's obviously yeah. a spectrum of them, you know what I mean? But uh, for a lot of people, the whole anti-Trump thing was, well, why did they hit the whole... Uh, misogyny and that kind of stuff thing. Obviously, that, you know, targeted women and also uh, more, I suppose, more compassionate or lefty liberal type uh, males as well. And then the big one, obviously, was Russian collusion, treason. That gets as many people as possible. This guy's, like, working against our country. He's working for a foreign power who's out to get us. And all proven to be false, you know. Apart from the misogyny, which, you know... I'll take, you know... There's no ideal, especially in the world the way it is now, there's no ideal uh, on offer. So um, I'll take Trump's, you know, some slightly narcissistic, uh, misogynistic at times, let's say, point of view, because I don't think it's anything that's, it's not pathological misogyny, let's say it's, 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 it's a common or garden form. I'll take that over Biden's apparent dead children in the basements. No, his predilection. That's what they... His predilection for young children. <clears throat> right. For touchy, f- touchy, feely, smelly of young children. I'll take... I mean, just on blink when I don't know for sure, because I don't know the people, I can't get access to them. I don't, I, don't, I, won't, I don't know their secrets. But just on the available evidence, I'll take Trump and his his uh, faults over what appear to be Biden's fault. Yeah.
1: Uh, to be clear, I'm not accusing Biden of having kids in the basement. But Sam Harris is countering your comparative analogy there by saying well i'll take your misogyny and narcissistic personality issue with trump uh any day i'll take over that i will take biden actually having molested and murdered children yeah. <laughs> in real life yeah he, he is saying that back to you yeah. with a clean
0: conscience but that, believing how, that he has that a defensible? higher moral ground than you do but how is that defensible i mean there's no sane person would say that that you know uh, a, a, a man who who kind of goes around uh, slapping women on the ass, and a man who goes around abusing children. Who 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 puts who puts the child abuser in, in a morally superior position than well, the guy who slaps women? This is where on the butt.
1: whole the whole context is changing. Like you know, minor attracted persons. Yeah, apparently it's okay. We're, we're getting to the point now where we could be fact checked by. Facebook or YouTube for saying, uh, we don't like your use of the word paedophile. It's it's
0: offensive yeah, to some of our, me- the members of our community. Yeah, who are minor attracted, yeah. Whatever. So. Yeah, sure. Carry on. Um, anyway, we'll move on from that. Um, <clears throat> we'll just briefly talk about a few things. Uh, I don't know if we should even bother, <laughs> actually. Cool. Tell you what, I want to put this up just to, to, to lighten the mood because uh, I have to say, like, I don't know anything about Ron DeSantis personally, obviously, but just based on the kind of stuff uh, st- stuff he said over the past few years and stuff, he sounds like a, a stand-up dude, you know. Uh, the governor of Florida here, he, he mentioned he's a man after my own heart in his comment.
4: And I'm just sick of seeing him. I know he says he's going to retire. Someone needs to grab that little elf and chuck him <laughs> across the Potomac. <laughs> 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 it's my culture.
0: <pleasure. laughs> I, could listen, I, I listen to that. I listen to that every now and again, just to <laughs> just to just to cheer me up. Basically, someone needs to grab that little elf and elf and chuck him across the Potomac. Let's hear uh, yeah. that
2: again. Oh, it won't replay. Oh, A refresh. Stupid Twitter. <laughs>
4: And I'm just sick of seeing him. I know he says he's going to retire. Someone needs to grab that little elf and chuck him across the Potomac.
0: (laughs) I would so do that. I'd start a crowdfunding or Kickstarter for that, you know, chuck Fauci across the Potomac. This is the
1: kind of tragedy of, of Trump being the guy who stood up to the plate to try to reverse the ship of state in 2015, 2016. If it had been someone like Ron DeSantis, Or Carrie Lake, the new governor, but potential, the new Republican candidate for governor in Arizona. Or the woman who uh, thrashed um, this Cheney. I mean, these people are like as on point as Trump when you could actually make out his points, but they can articulate it. Mm -hmm. And they don't have the aura of possibly... Plausible, you know, narcissism, misogyny, that thing, and hang on—he certainly doesn't have a quote ugly face either. It's a shame because I think he'd be a candidate. Yeah. Who could, if the ship was in any way still, if he'd been Navigable. running in twenty sixteen, how would they have handled? Yeah, yeah. They there would have been much harder to trash him as a, a traitor. Yeah and all the other things, uh, slurs against Trump.
0: Yeah. Um, We mentioned last week, uh, excess deaths in many uh, countries uh, right now over the past few months uh, uh, of this year. A spike in excess deaths, non-COVID excess deaths. Apparently, everyone's baffled. We talked about last week, don't know why there's these excess deaths. Uh, The only kind of limited hangout, I suppose, that Has Some truth to it is the effects of lockdown in delaying uh, medical treatment for people, people who couldn't get medical treatment and therefore didn't get cancer screenings or other screenings and now have developed those illnesses and uh, are dying from them because the government's hysterically shut down uh, health systems uh, across the developed world um, and caused these deaths. But I think the thing that (laughs) – that which shall not be mentioned – is the the vaccination campaign, (coughs) which any reasonable person, I think, should definitely factor in, at least in terms of investigating it, to see if that has anything to do with this mystery of significant excess, non-COVID excess deaths that are happening in many different countries across the Western world right now. Uh, But apparently no one wants to touch that one, Um, except, of course, for, well, I don't know if he actually does it, but Tucker Carlson... Uh, mm. is, is on it. We can just play this. It's only a short little excerpt, but uh, it gives up kind of an overview of the, of the problem.
5: God, it's over now. Now that we can blame Donald Trump for the vaccine, we can finally tell the truth about the vaccine without being fired or attacked or thrown off the Internet. We really should have thought of this earlier because it feels good, the freedom of this. <laughs> so let's take a moment to talk Trump about Donald Trump's vaccine and why it seems to be, among other things, dramatically <sighs> raising death rates among young people. According to data from New Zealand, the government there, for example, children who were vaccinated between the ages of 10 and 19 were more likely, not less likely, more likely to die within a month of vaccination than those who didn't take the vaccine in the same age group. And it's not just the New Zealand government that has found this. This summer, a Dutch researcher called Andre Rader published a paper entitled COVID-19 Vaccinations and all because Mortality. The research analyzed hundreds of cities and towns. What did it find? Quote, We could not observe a mortality reducing effect of vaccination in Dutch municipalities after vaccination booster campaigns. We did find a four sigma significant mortality enhancing effect during the two periods of high unexplained excess mortality. Oh, so the data suggest don't prove but suggest the vaccine may be killing people. Unexplained mortality is also on the rise in many other countries, Australia, England, Wales. But as Alex Berenson reported on his substack recently, the Canadian government is seeing a similar problem at huge scale. As of this summer, people who took Donald Trump's vaccine in the Canadian province of Manitoba (laughs) are roughly 50 percent more likely than the unvaccinated to be hospitalized or die from COVID. Again, to pause. How bad is Donald Trump's vaccine? So bad that people who take it are more likely to die of COVID. Hmm.
0: So Donald Trump did try and kill, <laughs> kill a large number of people on the planet through his vaccine. Right. Maybe Orange Man is bad. Maybe. but Donald okay. Trump was actually leading Bill Gates' depopulation agenda. Yeah, but maybe... At this point, I don't care who is responsible for it necessarily.
1: No, no, it's Donald Trump's next Well, we can call it that.
0: But I would like to focus on, uh, if, it's, if, if, it's, if it's permissible, focus on that fact that the vaccines evidence coming out suggests that the vaccines enhance mortality. <laughs> yeah. Did you get your mortality-enhancing vaccine? Sounds like it might actually make you live longer. It's actually the opposite uh, for some people, anyway. Um, yeah. So, but they still that that like I said, he he said it, uh, but and there is there are reports. Obviously, that's why we're pulling on. We talked about it last week about excess deaths, mm. unknown, mysterious, crazy excess deaths that are scaring uh, researchers and scientists and all that kind of stuff. We don't know what's happening. The best thing they can do is lockdown effects or whatever. But. Um, there's still pushback against them. We put this up uh I, I, I put this up, I, I think I showed this um, last week. And I'll just give you an idea. This is uh, it's kinda like the old school topic on, on uh on on COVID and lockdowns and uh we were talking about way back at the beginning probably like in march 2020 almost you know we talked about this last week it's um it's in the irish times it's from about a week ago or so and it's basically we talked about uh the essence is in ireland covid19 was reported as a, the single cause of 183 deaths out of 5201 official covid deaths so na- only 90 percent 97 or 97 percent of covid deaths in ireland COVID wasn't reported as the single cause of death. It was reported as a single cause of death in only 183. And this gets into the old, like I said, old school debate about comorbidities and whether or not somebody who, you know, is very ill, end of their life, basically end of life situation, don't have long to live, have a year to live or whatever statistically. And if COVID comes along um, and it exacerbates their existing COPD and diabetes and liver failure, and they die of one of those three things. Do you put COVID on their death certificate? Apparently, that, that's what they've been doing all along, and that's where they get all these high numbers. But now they're saying, actually, just to be clear, we're, you know, 3% and probably in other countries, 2%, 1%, almost none, basically, relatively, almost very, very few people died of COVID alone. Hmm. And that, what that hides also is, what it doesn't mention is, is the fact that the vast majority of people who actually died from, even in the official statistics of, from COVID, were people old and with I think in this one it was 4.2 comorbidities like serious underlying health conditions 4.2 different ones um of course the counter to that I mean that people would say but those elderly people who are elderly or with serious comorbidities they they count too yes they do uh although relatively because people like that uh, every winter season and stuff as we've mentioned probably multiple times in the show uh, died from the flu or other bacterial common bacterial infections and nobody ever locked down the entire country on the basis of the flu uh, flu virus that was knocking off or bumping off a lot of people who were in end-of-life situation but we did with covid but the reason i'm bringing it up again is because um on that particular um let me see <laughs> You can't even get away with it. even You know, at least officially in terms of fact checkers and stuff, you can't get away with um, with making that point that I just made because that report from the Irish Times from about a week ago saying that tiny percentage of the population actually died from COVID alone. Uh, when it's spread around social media, you get this, which is from another kind of mainstream Irish uh, outlet, debunking it. Debunked. Figures on COVID nineteen deaths and underlying conditions have been taken out of context. Now I won't bore you with all the details, but the, basically the, the 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 debunking is that, uh, yeah, those people were in very poor health and in an end of life situation, but it's justifiable to put COVID on there, COVID as the one of the causes of death and therefore reported as a COVID death because because we say so. Uh, so you know, there's, there's never been a counter to to that I've yep. read from an official source to what I just said, which is that for eons, for years and years, gone, decades past, mm-hmm. people, those types of people who make up the vast majority of COVID deaths around the world, i.e. elderly and with with serious comorbidities, they, were, they always died as a result of some kind of a common uh, virus or bacteria that were, was effectively the straw that broke the camel's back, right? And in fact, as we've mentioned before, the flu in that context, was called the old man's friend, i.e. someone who has been suffering for a very long time, elderly, with serious comorbidities. Flu comes along and gives them a release by bumping them off effectively. It's it's the straw that broke the camel's back, but they get relief from their long-term, serious underlying health conditions. So why take a different approach to COVID, which was doing exactly the same thing, which puts it in the same category, and it always has been in the same category, as the flu, okay, with maybe a slightly higher uh, death rate, a bit more virulent, whatever, but not something that justified what they did over two years. And like we talked about last week, and you mentioned, causing, at least from lockdowns, and they knew it at the time, in the UK, 200,000 yeah. deaths as a result of lockdown, or, and scaled up to 500,000, yeah. when in fact the actual official COVID deaths in the UK was something like one hundred and twenty or 130,000 uh, deaths up until today. Yeah.
1: So, but, but in the that should be a scandal. The the UK equivalent figure for for only COVID with all of the comorbidities removed was seventeen thousand.
0: Right. Yeah. But it should be a scandal. But you are not allowed to talk about it. It's not to be talked about, and let's just move on. Mistakes were made. (coughs) What do you call her? The CDC chief woman, um, Walensky. Yeah. Made a few mistakes. Didn't do things right. Do you think this is People why died. Fauci's uh,
1: slithering away now? He's
0: getting out of there because he'll be pulled up if the Republicans regain the Congress and all the Senate or whatever yeah. in, in November. He's leaving in December. He said he's leaving in December. They regain control. Then things start going in motion. But sorry, Fauci's not available for uh, deposition. It, might, it might, not you know be not, not, might not protect him. Maybe not, but he's, um, at least he's not going to be the NIH director, right? So he'll not be in his official capacity.
1: You opened talking about um, <coughs> non-COVID deaths, mm. right? The jump in in what country? Can you remember the first story you talked about? Um, and, uh, excuse me now.
0: the first one was uh, <coughs> well. The, it's, it, there's multiple uh, in multiple countries. There, there's, there's reports like Tucker Carlson mentioned somewhere, but but you're talking. Uh, Uh, Holland, UK, Ireland, New Zealand, um, Portugal, Spain, Canada. I mean, it's literally all the countries because, I mean, it's going to be the same across the board with some variations, but all of them are are having excess deaths now. Okay. All countries that the common denominator was, two common denominators, extreme lockdowns, causing mothballing of health health services and, 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 and treatment, and... Massive uptake in mRNA vaccines. Okay. Uh, this one... Did, did is, you see that? Yeah, go ahead. I'm um, just going to show you the, the one yeah. from a recent one uh, that, that made me think of this again. It's from a couple of days ago. It's from uh, Belfast Telegraph. Uh, it's just... There's no point in going into the details, but it's another headline that, that speaks to this issue. What are Northern Ireland's excess non-COVID death figures telling us? Public has a right to know why there is a rise in unexplained mortality. Well, it would be the mortality-enhancing vaccines, no? As in that Dutch, Dutch uh, scientific report. The mortality-enhancing vaccines. Well, Just check this That's out. what he called them. You um, have a mortality, an enhancing mortality, and you have mortality-enhancing vaccines. Can we draw a parallel? Can we draw a connection? <laughs> no, shut up. Take the shot. Take your 17th booster. Anyway,
1: um, what have you got? I've just sent it to Scott. This is ExposedNews.com. It's a British alternative mm-hmm. site. We'll get fact-checked on this because it's not a primary mm-hmm. news source, blah, 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 blah. But Exciting. they're taking it directly from the British ONS, Office mm-hmm. of National Statistics. Have you seen this? This is COVID deaths, not yep. the non-COVID deaths. Yep. Nine and nine 10, the UK government confirms, apparently through their ONS data, the UK government confirms nine in 10 9 in every 10 COVID deaths over the last year, that's June to May, June 2021 to May this year, have been among the fully triple vaccinated. Yep. Um, yeah, there's lots of pop-ups on this, unfortunately. If you scroll down, um, that's their own chart, but they say official d- figures published by the UK government revealed that um, 90% of deaths, of COVID deaths in the last year in England... 91% in fact, um, have been among those either with three shots or four.
0: That's uncomfortable information, Neil. It's, it's like an uncomfortable fact. It's, do you not have any alternative facts
1: to that? Well, what might their the answer
0: be that be? Well, that's how much the
1: population is vaccinated. But that's not true. People tell that. What? The 91% of the British population isn't tri- triple vaxxed. Mm-hmm. It's only something like triple or is it quadruple is to be fully vaxxed in the UK. I can't remember what now. I think it's four shots. Mm-hmm. I think it's only something like 20-something percent. Mm-hmm. So they can't no longer draw on yeah. their fallback before. Well, the pop the population is saturated with vaccines. Of course, there's deaths among everyone's vaxxed. Right. But everyone isn't vaxxed to that extent.
0: Right. And but there's other data that shows the same thing. We've talked about it before in previous shows where, where it was uh, that 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 old, you know, that counter argument that they gave no longer applies. That you, more people are dying. Statistically, if you have 90 percent of the population vaccinated and 10 percent unvaccinated, then like you just said, something like 95 percent of the people who are dying from COVID are vaccinated. i.e. either there's a discrepancy there are more people. The vaccine. It suggests, again, mortality enhancing vaccinations.
1: Yeah. Headline from New Zealand this week. COVID becomes equal leading cause of death in New Zealand for first time. Mm -hmm. Analysis shows that almost 15% of deaths in mid-July were due to COVID. With that figure likely to be an undercount. Okay. What the hell does that mean? At the time, New Zealand like everywhere else, COVID was like the 20th or 30th. Behind, you know, all the usual cancer, diabetes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. COVID was. was always way down there. Now they're having COVID be like causing 15% of current deaths in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I don't understand. Surely this should be headline news and we should all be under severe lockdown. No. We've gone from 0.5% to 15, mm-hmm. but it's meh.
0: No, people die all the time, so it's not a big deal. Remember that? Wasn't that the thing? <sighs> wasn't, that the, wasn't that the attitude we had? Like, I mean, certainly certainly for for all the time I've been alive, no one ever batted an eyelid. No one even cared about the number of people who were dying. A lot of people, if you told them how many people died in their country in a given week, they were shocked. They were like, Jesus Christ, I didn't know that many people died every week, like in the UK or something. I think in the UK it's something like fifty to 60,000 every month. I told that to someone, they're like, Wow, that's a lot of people. I had no idea that, people, that many people died. But they found out about how, how many, how that that rate of death during COVID, during, during the lockdowns, because it was given to them every single day, over and over again. Um, and they were made to feel that people dying was an abomination. It should never happen. But now that it's all done, the media is happy to turn people back into that previous yeah. frame of reference for, for death. It's <laughs> like, meh, people die. In the it's no big
1: deal. In the UK this week, they've begun. Um Giving financial compensation to the vaccine injured. Yeah, remember that? Oh, it's not vaccine injured, or it's negligible. It's it's, yeah. it's tiny. They've begun a, a compensation program where they're giving up to 120,000 pounds, or about one hundred and forty thousand dollars. To, but of course, they make the the eligibility requirements are high. You have to you have to be able to demonstrate that you are quote. At least sixty percent disabled.
3: Hmm.
1: So you have to have been really screwed. Hmm. But it'll be interesting to see how many apply and how many payouts are made. Because, like I don't know. Well I ask you, that do you think this is town. gonna is this gonna unravel on them? Do you think they'll be like I
0: think it already is and we're seeing right now all the there's more and more data coming out that it that it's a problem and there's a truth there that it is just waiting to be accepted and recognized, but the media and governments are doing Absolutely everything you possibly can to downplay it, including debunking, fact checking, blah, 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 blah. But you can do that up to a certain point. Uh, but eventually it starts to become, you know, you can't contain it. There's too many fingers in the dam type thing. It, there's too much evidence that, that that people need, we need to be looking at the mortality enhancing effects of these mRNA, experimental mRNA vaccines on the population. Yeah. And the fact that the spike protein is a toxin and it, it, it you know, directly harms the heart and other 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 organs in the body, and um, in 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 in, this, in a in a significant percentage of the people who receive it, uh, a percentage that is way higher than uh, would allow for any vaccine or any medical treatment, any pill or treatment to be to be rolled out uh, prior to today it would have been stopped immediately, stop this, it's way too high. It's like it, there's, a, there's a threshold for, for the side effects or negative effects of, a, of, a, of any kind of medical treatment, and it's super, super low. This one is like you know way, way above that, but what are you going to do? It's all done. And they're still pushing them on people. They're still telling people to take them.
1: Yeah, in Canada especially. They don't in contrast to what I just said about New Zealand, COVID becomes equal leading cause of death. I don't know how... It depends what they mean there. Because are like, are conf- obviously what we just touched on before well, is that all cancer. around the world there's an unexplained reason why people are dying in higher numbers. New Zealand appears to be telling people, well, it's COVID, mm-hmm. or at least half of it's COVID. In Canada, at least in a sense, I don't know, they're either more honest or they're more duplicitous because the state, the province of Alberta has now declared that the leading cause of death in Alberta is not cancer it's not diabetes it's not poverty it's not covid it's cause unknown mm-hmm. that's what they, they're, they're putting down mm-hmm. and that is so now top of the table the leading cause of death in Canada. that's in a sense more honest because they're saying there's excess mortality higher than normal mm-hmm. we
0: don't know what's doing it yeah but they're all saying that the same thing uh of course they know i mean it's like ignore that elephant in the room type thing you know it's uh there's a term, I don't know, they're not applying it necessarily, but uh, Sudden Adult Death Syndrome. Right. Yeah. Uh, sudden Adult Death Syndrome. It's a syndrome that you can get where as an adult, you suddenly die. From cause unknown. <laughs> um, yeah, let's move on to Ukraine. Uh, just a quick update on Ukraine. What's going on? Um, Biden has
1: announced another... This time, a record high tranche of three billion dollars, bringing spending U.S. taxpayer spending to fifty-four billion dollars since February. <laughs> That's in addition to the eighty billion they spent in the eight years prior building Ukraine's army. Bloody hell! Uh, this time, they claim they're going to send air, air defense systems. Mm. What, Patriot missiles? The whole thing that got Russia pissed off was that Patriot systems were put in Romania and Poland. Mm-hmm. And please, no further. They seem to be going that way in Ukraine. And Russia's like, okay, stop. Mm-hmm. So now they're thinking of actually going. I mean, I don't know, I don't know how they're going to. I mean, they did get HIMARS in there, but about half of them have been destroyed. But mm-hmm. air defense system, well, I think the Russians will um, deal with those handily. So it's a waste of money. More money down the drain?
0: No, not more money down the drain, because... Raytheon does well out of it. Well, of course, war's a racket, right? Uh, They're making shitloads of money hand over fist. But from the ideological point of view, it's not more money down the drain because you don't obviously understand the serious threat and the extent of the serious threat that is posed. But there's someone here who can... Эм. Um, Ладно. You know. Oh,
1: good. Oh, Jesus him.
0: Россия не остановится сейчас,
3: если Россию не остановить сейчас победой Украины, то все эти убийцы в итоге могут прийти в другие страны Европы, Азии, Африки, Латинской Америки.
0: Europe, Asia, Africa, Latin America. This is global. This is as bad as Trump, the meteorite, going to wipe out the entire population, right? Russia now, and of course, Trump, Russia, hello, collusion, right? Right. Together, they have the, the same mindset, right? So right. Trump wanted to destroy the entire population, according to ha- Sam Harris, in the form of a meteorite. That was that was the, the going to be the effect of him, right? Um, and according to Zelensky, it's pretty much the same. If Russia is not stopped by the brave Ukrainians... This will go global. Before you know it, the entire continent of Africa, the entire Americas, and all of Europe, not Asia, obviously, because they're friends, but everything west of Ukraine and south of Ukraine will be swamped in murderous Russian psychopaths. They will obliterate, slaughter... Everything in their path because they're just Russian. A scorched earth. <clears throat> Anything. And it'll happen if we don't stop them in Ukraine. That's what's going to happen. That's the next step. That's Russia's plan. So now do you understand?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, no. <laughs> well, that's just propaganda, obviously. Obviously. Uh, Scott but, uh, Ritter
1: reckons uh, Ukraine has lost... Uh, but he, he's, I should say that he citing an accidentally leaked then retracted Ukrainian MOD statistic that mm. they'd lost one hundred and ninety one thousand casualties by july that's both deaths and injured but whatever they're put out of action one hundred and ninety one thousand um and that was only in the regular army that excludes customs so border guards Mm -hmm. possibly excludes the militia like azov and idar so ritter rounded it up to over two hundred thousand casualties um On the Russian side, he's going with an estimate of about 15,000. But Mm -hmm. he says two-thirds of them are local militia. Mm. So they're not Russian regulars. Mm -hmm. Maybe Russia's lost about 5,000 at this Mm -hmm. point. But uh, it's interesting when you put those in context because that means that Russia, in this slow war, it's not going anywhere. Oh, my God. Nothing's happening. In this little war, Russia has, with local militia, destroyed the equivalent of the entire British army. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: That's why they're afraid. That's what that's And they're what in I no was, hurry to do it. That's what I was just saying. You know? The scale. Now Ukraine. First Ukraine. Tomorrow. The UK. Well what's The This Harborish Army wiped out <coughs> in six months. And then the rest of the population. Metaphorically. All 60 million Joe, of metaphorically. <laughs> <laughs>
1: metaphorically. Huh? Metaphorically. <laughs> no, for real. For and real. France well, the way the, the South- Brits are talking, they they're looking for an actual fight. Yeah. At least the politicians are.
0: Then down to France, another 65 million people, gone. Spain, 40 million, gone. Italy, 60 60 million, gone. Jump over to America, 320 million, gone. Overnight. (laughs) Believe, Neil, believe. Are you not taking enough copium? (coughs) Take more copium.
1: Have you seen these um, hints that the extent of the draining of NATO arsenals in order to keep Ukraine in the fight? It's so huge that they've gone into their own strategic reserve. It's so huge that the screenshots supposedly of um, American troops having chatting to each other
0: using wooden guns.
1: No, complaining about the fact that their commanders are telling them to hand in some of their weapons because they're being, to be shipped off to Ukraine. To Ukraine yeah. Including special forces who are like being told that their rifles or whatever,
0: guns that. But in any business, you want to deplete all your. You don't sell all your inventory, right? So you can make new orders and sell some mm, more, right?
1: Yeah, but as others have explained, not even the US has the industrial capacity. It would take 10 years to reorient things on the ground mm. to make up for the amount that's being lost mm. by sending it to Ukraine.
0: America's not planning on fighting any warship anytime soon, obviously.
1: Well, that's 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 what I'm thinking. That this may have some serious, like. I, mean, I don't think they're stupid, though. I, it's it's if I, if I put on my most cynical ultra, like imagine you're an ultra globalist, and it, Putin may not be directly working for you, but in the end, he's reacting to your stimuli, and you have a grand plan for how it's all going to go. If you're going trying to end wars, there'll be no not and there'll be no more fighting. Mm. You're trying to drain the arsenals of everyone, mm. right? at least with conventional weapons. All of NATO stand is sending everything they have to be ground up, put out of use in Eastern Ukraine. Is that, that the idea is that the actual, is the result of what we're seeing, what they're actually intending.
0: They don't mind for sure. Yeah.
1: Um, Here's another example um, of the extent of the draining of the arsenal. Um, Oh, blast. I didn't take it with me. I'll include it in, this, in the links. Okay, so what it is, it's an actual Miami Gov. So it's an official Miami, um, state. I suppose, a Miami City Council um, tender bid. Um, what do they call it when they invite people to, to give in their weapons? An amnesty, usually. Right. But in this case, it's an actual bid for sale. They're willing to pay exorbitant, much higher than market rates for your rifles, your ammo, and whatever else you've got at home. And on the official web link, the web page of Miami.gov, announcing this campaign last week, they're saying it's for shipping it to help the Ukrainians. Ukrainians yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's how they're going to take people's guns away. going to go to Ukraine. <laughs> they're going to take Americans' guns by sending them to Ukraine. I couldn't
1: believe when I saw, like the rumours are, are one thing, of that American troop regulars have been asked to hand in their weapons, mm.
0: but that was an official source. The population, yeah. Um, um, yeah, one other thing on the, that we got from some, uh, one of our, a suggestion we got from one of our, uh, from a source that we can't reveal, is that uh, all the, the hoo-ha over uh nu- nuclear power plant, uh, in um in ukraine on the dnieper that's been going on for a few weeks with so a lot of like you know a bit of hysterics over it and give it back get the russians out of there russia needs to give that power plant back and right now we need it and the ukrainians shelling it and the russians saying stop you know these people are are, are nuts they're shelling the nuclear power plant russia's holding it uh, why so much concern over it mm. you know in, in that sense you know because I think Russia wasn't about to kind of like reroute the, the the power generated elsewhere. They were just securing that area. It wasn't it wasn't something that you should have made such a big deal about. There was a big a big deal made about it, uh, which suggests that. But it ties into what Zelensky said actually. In the Russians' claim that Zelensky said that just a month or two prior to their invasion in Ukraine into Ukraine, that Zelensky said that. I think he said it publicly that. Uh, Ukraine was considering developing nuclear weapons and that was kind of like one extra motivation for the Russians to do something about Ukraine. And it's yeah, he was at the
1: Munich Security Conference right, in the January ro- and he came back and was saying, you know what, let's yeah. go
0: nuclear. You're right. And, and the Russians saw red. The Russians saw a rogue state, basically. Yeah. And, uh, but so suggestion is that in that biggest nuclear power, power plant in Europe, there is possibly some uh, weapons-grade uranium. Well, the,
1: let, let's 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 cite who made the suggestion first, because mm-hmm. it's 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 not just a Russian reading the tea leaves. We suspect because the, the other side can always say, "Oh, well, yeah, Russia's justifying." Mm-hmm. That's just their justification, of course. It was first brought up by the head of the International Atomic Energy Agency mm-hmm. at Davos mm-hmm. at the WF in uh, in May, late May. Um. His name is, uh, I think it must be Italian. His surname is Grossi. I forget his first name. Maybe he's not the executive head of the IAA body, but he's the the lead inspector. He's actually on his way right now with a team of 15 inspectors. God knows what's going to happen. They're on their way via Ukraine proper. The Russians said you really should come up from our side because we don't trust them. <laughs> we can't guarantee your security mm-hmm. on the other side, but they're Westerners, so they saw it the other way around. Mm-hmm. No, no, we're going to reach it via Kiev, whatever. They're on the way right now. Um, this guy, Grossi, said, quote, at Davos in May, we hope to go there, which they are now this week, to be able to prevent a problem or we end up finding that there are a few hundred kilograms of nuclear weapon-grade material going missing. He gave it away without realizing, I think, what he said. He was thinking of the going-missing part. We don't want the proliferation of some rogue issue where there's a dirty bomb somewhere else down the road. It gets out of Ukraine. Mm -hmm. The thing he gave away is that he, at the head of the IAEA, suspects there is nuclear weapon-grade material at all in this
0: plant
1: Mm -hmm. that's the bombshell
0: (laughs) right and that's uh, remember America looking for weapons of mass destruction in Iraq Russia can justifiably say now that uh, we found it we found it 100% you know those weapons WMDs we were looking for we found them in uh, Ukraine and that's what we're doing we're we're dealing with this uh, with this problem you know America was very concerned about Saddam having WMDs he didn't have any but they went in anyway and destroyed the country well Russia's using the same rationale except it seems that they do actually have WMDs in in the form of weapons-grade
1: uranium. Grossi's statement obviously was kind of hushed up, but Kiev couldn't shut up. They further doubled down on the exposure of that link because they immediately accused the head of the IAEA at the time of, quote, repeating Russian propaganda. Mm -hmm. Russia made no such claim about Zaporizhia, not Mm -hmm. then or now. Mm-hmm. they only made the general statement by Putin in his speech when he announced a special military operation that they're concerned about Ukraine's public statements about possibly going down that road of acquiring nukes. So, uh, Kiev said, no, 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 Grossi, what are you talking about? There's nothing in Zaporizhia. You're repeating Russian... Pro- Russia's never said that. Mm-hmm. They never made that claim. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Like, they doth protest far too much mm-hmm. and all the actions since then whatever they think they're trying to do. I think now, in hindsight, it's not that they're insane and actually trying to set off a false flag, an actual nuclear incident, that they would blame on Russia. They're not that mental. What they're trying to do is... Cover it up. Well, what they're trying to do is produce what they've got today. Well, cover up, yes, and how that is enacted. They've got, they've got their wish. They've got an IAEA delegation on the way uh, to the plant. Mm-hmm. Um, I I suspect Russia's already found what it needs to find. And it's it's sitting, it's waiting around for a while because in the British Telegraph's flashy report last week, uh, Russia plotting false flag nuclear incident at Zaporizhia, its evidence at the top of this page was um, phone video taken at the plant and leaked presumably by someone who works there showing, indeed, Russian military vehicles right up against mm-hmm. one of the reactors mm-hmm. with the Z marking on it. Mm-hmm. I think they've gone in and taken out whatever they wanted. And they can expose Ukraine if they wanted to.
0: I don't know I don't Possibly. know if they would have taken it out necessarily. They probably want to keep it there so right. that the IAEA inspectors can, Ideally, can't that see would, it. Ideally, they I mean, would find it.
1: But you notice that they're coming to Ukraine and Kiev's only very happy mm-hmm. to see an IAEA delegation on its way out there right now. Mm. Well, so we'll see.
0: Um, this video, weird stuff in the sky. Environmental, cosmological, meteorological. I don't know what you call it, but this was seen in the sky somewhere above uh, Residence of Volnovakha. It's the next time.
1: It's just, It's the next town north of Mariupol.
0: Yeah. It's weird, weird. Kind of ripples in the sky.
2: And that strange logo floating over them. That
0: logo's not part of it, <laughs> That's but, uh, that yeah. That's something to But yes, weird. The so, do a lot of Something similar was seen in uh, Syria several years ago. Um, if you look it up, there's weird. Over Aleppo. Over Aleppo, yeah. Um, and then the only, the only other thing I've got here is uh, a, it's probably the most important uh, story from the point of view of the average person when, you know, when the rubber hits the road type thing. Um, it's uh, this is DEF CON was it DEF CON 1 is the worst one isn't it this is DEF CON 1 <laughs> uh, because this is the first time in all the previous as you may remember time when people go and like clean stores out of toilet paper no one ever said no that, that was a shortage of toilet paper That was, I was spontaneous. just spontaneous on the part of people I need toilet paper because things are not things are a bit hairy a bit unstable I'm getting toilet paper but now uh, this uh, finish uh, company I think they make toilet paper Basically, said, during the recent weeks tissue has had to curtail its production both in blah 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 and blah 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 Slovakia and Germany, so it's not just Finland for several days because of the high energy price peaks, so energy is causing energy price, Putin's price hikes, right? Putin's, that you keep hearing, and again it's just this media manipulation of the actual fact, and I, just, I don't even bother anymore correcting people because it's gone down the memory hole, but the only reason there's price hikes uh, in terms of energy, gas, and and oil, let's say, uh, and and obviously by implication then uh, electricity, is because European, America, and European countries chose to stop buying Russian oil and gas. They chose; they didn't have to. Russia didn't stop them. Russia didn't cut it off. That's what's reported all the time. Russia using gas, uh, oil, energy supplies as a a political tool, blah, 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 blah. No. Go back, look at it. These European countries and America (coughs) chose, on purpose, deliberately, consciously, said to everybody, we're not going to buy any more Russian oil and gas. And the result? Massive uh, uh, energy price spikes. Yeah. So and then uh, this, and, and this, this being the knock-on effect, this, basically, this
1: smacks of. Do you remember what people did when they were spooked? When we had them all, ninety-five percent of them, by the nuts in March 2020. Let's let's poke that button again. Maybe it'll get them hystericized like they did spontaneously, and they had a run on toilet paper. That that smacks of like sort of a uh, contrivance, you know. Uh, but it's
0: actually it's actually true as well.
1: It's true that it's possible. I mean, it's starting. That's starting trying and to, it's going trying to get worse. But we've been in, look at how it's been a year now. Uh, this what I call the the phony shortages phase.
0: Mm. Well, those shortages before were supply chain issues due to COVID, uh, and, cargo and shipping restarting. and all that kind of stuff. Restarting. but the This is different. I and mean, it's only beginning now. It's only really starting. It, it's starting to impact and it will continue to get worse and worse, I think. Um because of the price, because it's not just a matter of it, of it being passed on to the end user. Where all of the stuff that you buy, or a lot of the stuff you buy, is suddenly going up in price. Um, but there are companies that'll that'll uh, that'll collapse; that'll just go go broke basically because they can't afford to pay. And it's not just about them producing things; it's about it's about the costs of them actually running their factory. And this is it'll start off with smaller business and all that kind of stuff. But there, I mean, in the UK in particular, but it'll spread around it is spreading around uh, other countries and it will eventually get to America, where the actual cost of paying your electricity bill or your gas bill is just too high. Here's one from Belgium this week. For the average business to to sustain.
1: This this is an article about two major companies in Belgium that employ about 4,000 people between them. They're both going to shut down. They can no longer afford to... They can no longer pay their bills. To pay their electricity bill. In one one case, they smelt... um, Uh, scrap metal for stainless steel. So they're done. The Belgium will be getting 100% of its stainless steel from probably from Russia. (laughs) Mm. It's it's the twisted irony of all this. Um, On this issue of are we here yet or not? Are we still in the phony shortages uh, or is it really starting to bite? Do you see what Macron said after he bothered his arse to come back from his three-week holiday on the French Riviera? I mean Jupiter? Um, I think we should... Even just for a minute, we should talk about this because, like, this was an odd announcement. We have a good idea of what it's about, but can you imagine, like, people out there, like, what what is he referring to? Because he didn't name anything specific. He didn't give specific reasons. He comes back from holiday and warns, in a speech, I think on TV, was it televised? I can't remember the venue. Yeah, warns Macron warns France of quote the end of abundance and tough times ahead. Now. Scroll down. Um, France 24 writes it up. Yeah, in the context of the climate, the drought and the massive wildfire and the wars in Ukraine, comma, Macron delivered a stark speech on Wednesday following his summer holiday. um, Warning of tough months ahead as the world faces a possible End End of abundance. End of abundance isn't tough months. End of abundance is like we're entering a new age, Mm. people. The age of non-abundance. New normal, right, during COVID. Um, Macron, I believe that we are in the process of living through a tipping point or great upheaval. What we are living through could seem like the end of abundance.
0: It might seem like that to some people.
1: The speech appeared here. France 24 is having to guess what on earth he's referring to. The speech appeared designed to prepare the country for what promises to be a difficult winter ahead, with energy prices rising sharply and many families struggling with inflation.
0: And then Macron again. The moment
1: we are living may seem to be structured by a series of crises, each more serious than the other.
0: And we don't know how where they came from, these crises. They just came from Mac- nowhere.
1: No, Macron said, end of quote, here's, again, having his script writers are having to fill in the gaps, comma, referring to the drought. Really? Was he? <laughs> yeah, right. Fires and storms. Yeah, there were a couple of big storms. Nothing, you know, that catastrophic. And then Macron again, freedom has a cost... Freedom isn't free. Of course, folks like you and me, quote, the battles we have to fight will only be won through our efforts.
0: Through our efforts and your obedience to more. So, Jupiter, if you pray to me every day, I, the great God Jupiter, will protect you from the excesses of, of the <laughs> energy crisis. Oh my God.
1: Okay. Now, obviously, it's... so. The script writers for France 24, France's main English language foreign news outlet, have to fill in the blanks. And they fill it in with the BS propaganda of catastrophic climate change, which, you know, a couple of wildfires and storms are not it. And the other BS propaganda of, well, Putin's war has caused all these structural economic
0: problems we're having. Except we stopped buying gas and oil from him.
1: Yes, and we voluntarily did it. So... The end of abundance. This is, I think, what speaks to what we've discussed. What We've tried to fill in the blanks of what are world leaders either being told in secret or what have they figured out themselves? That they are, in turn... Let's take Macron at his word here. He is seriously... He's not just being... A cruel tyrant where he's like, you will all tighten your belts and I will, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he, he's genuinely trying to communicate something. Now, so what is he being told and what is he trying to prepare people for? He's clearly referring to more than just this coming winter, you know, the a time of transition, an upheaval. A, mm-hmm. I mean, he's, there's mm-hmm. something on his mind where it's like world
0: changing. Maybe. Or it could be just just be being dramatic like the in <laughs> keeping with his uh sexual orientation.
1: Okay. So neighboring country Belgium. Dutch uh, Belgian Prime Minister De Kroos, two days before Macron. This is like what he said. <coughs> De Croo Prime Minister of Belgium, the next five to ten winters will be difficult. Okay. There's a bit more information he's been, there. It's he, not just this winter.
0: He's been, he's been, he got the crystal ball or something, I don't know. He, he, he's, he, he's not putting Palinth Palinth on
1: the here. charms. He's citing some info he has specific
0: that's like, he we're looking s- at ten years. He was old. up in Saruman's Tower and he looked into the Palantir and Saruman told him the next ten. Uh, yeah, next five to ten winters, yeah. No doubt. especially Well, of course, they'll be different, difficult because when you cut off your primary source of energy supply, i.e. Russian oil and gas, uh, and then say, yeah, we're going to transition to, uh, well, green energy uh, or, well, first of all, we're going to transition to other sources of gas and oil. But really quickly, our, our goal here is to transition to green energy, i.e. S- i.e. solar panels and wind turbines. And uh, obviously... Any rational person would say, well, that's going to take quite a while to transition from fossil fuels to some kind of green new energy. You're going to have to destroy the economy effectively, the economy as it is based on fossil fuels um, and, and transition. To that's going to be a massive upheaval. So, yeah, it would probably take five to ten years to do that. But by the end of it, you're probably going to have carnage. Like there's going to be uh, maybe half the population will be dead. So what he means by difficult means uh, 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 mortality enhancing. Mortality the next 5 to 10 winters will be the next 5 to 10 mortality enhancing winters will be difficult for the people whose mortality you know, gets enhanced by decisions I was a part of yeah. taking. Yeah. Now you're going down the rabbit hole there of, of depopulation, Neil, and we don't want to go there because that's pure conspiracy theory, so let's just leave it at that. Anyway, we'll just wait and see. Bottom line, wait and see. And, you know, bottom line is also that we'll probably just be proven correct, more or less, in, our, in, in general terms, in the overall dynamic. But, again, we'll wait and see. Yeah?
1: Yeah, we'll wait and see.
0: All right. We're not going to tell people what's going to happen. We're just going to wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, although they're doing a good job of telling us what's going to happen.
1: I mean, look, Joe, for God's sake, we're not the Cassandras anymore. No, they People's are. People's fucking elected officials are right. basically telling them, without quite spelling it out, but they're yeah. telling them, look, guys, uh, this is a Hunger Game type situation. 10 to 15% of you are going to die in the next couple of years. Yeah. Reading, and, reading and between and the what lines we're, What we're hoping is that by telling you this gently, nicely, piece by piece, you won't rise up and cut our heads off first.
0: Yeah. And even if you do try what to... What a bet to take, though. Yeah, well, if you do try to, we'll just all retreat into our bunkers, you know, so... Yeah, and put the put the cops out on you. We'll set the dogs on you. Release the hounds. So yeah. Anyway, that's pretty much it. We're going for almost two hours, so uh, I think we'll call it uh, call it quits right there. Learn then, because you, you, if you go any further, Neil, you'll just. I'm melting here. You,
1: you, this room is too hot. If, Let's if get you, out of
0: here. See, it's, it's the studio lights. If you go any further, you're gonna be uh, you'll be waiting in that rabbit hole, and you'll just you'll you'll reveal the big secret, Neil. That's where you're going. You're going to reveal the big secret. Uh, anyway. Um yeah, so listen, thanks guys for watching and for whatever else you were doing while you were watching. (laughs) Um and thanks for commenting and we will be back next week. Don't forget to smash all the buttons as usual and we'll be back next week with another show uh keeping you up to date on what's going on. Until then, have a good one.
1: See you next week. See you later. Bye. Can't stop the signal now.